Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And it's apparently when he's uh, weeing on you. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they talk all about the Ides of March. What about the final day of February? Beware <sighs> of that. It's, I don't know. Is this the final day of February? Yeah. Oh. Well, we've done well, mate. haven't we? We've done well. You know the... To get um, here. February. January went quickly, but obviously February being quite a sharp month, you're like, whoa. Do you think people get confused about the Ides of March? What do you mean? Well, because I think people think that... Um, Great film with George Clooney and Ryan Gosling in, I believe. I haven't seen it. Well, it's good. I'll say what to you what I've said before. Sooner or later, Ryan Gosling, as an actor, is going to have to start talking. <laughs> he don't do nothing so far. Steve McQueen, he's just presence. He's all presence. Just looks around, looking mm. broody. Mm. Uh, the Ides of March is the 15th of March. I think it literally means the middle of March. Right. And beware the Ides of March, I think, is because in that context, something was happening in the middle of March. Yes. But I think people might... I'll say people, I mean me, mm. might have confused it with something... As in, like, something terrible happened in March. Yeah. Beware the Ides of March. But it just means beware the middle of March. It's basically when uh, Keegan's uh, Newcastle season went to shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop saying that. Well, Kevin Keegan, famously born on uh, Valentine's Day, of course. Yes. And then the world fell in love with him and mm. his personality. We missed Bobby Robson's birthday by um, seven, eight, nine days, ten days. Yeah. Was it his birthday recently? His birthday recently. Happy birthday, Bobby, Bobby oh. Robson. Uh, good, yeah. Well, late, great man. How are you, Pete? It's almost the weekend. We're getting there. Oh, yeah. It's the weekend. How have you been? How's this week been for you? All right? Pretty average, really. Pretty average, yeah. My life's quite routine these days. Oh. Although my um, my wife got a new visa, which is good. Right. I had her bags packed, but it wasn't to be. No. Uh, no, <laughs> she she's um, renewed her visa because... She got to do it yearly. American citizen. No, every two and a half years. Right. And she's been here almost well, two and a half years. Well, the Ides of March, where yeah. you lose your wife. But the next step is indefinite leave to remain. So it okay. means that she can come and go as she pleases. Um, uh. Uh, that's it. And that, that doesn't mean she's a British citizen, but it means she's she has, as it, as it says, indefinite leave to stay here. So she could um, at any point be chucked out and replaced by a rapper. Well, yeah, there's one, it's one out, one in. What's his name? 15 Candles? I can't remember. Yeah, 15, his name 15 is 15, 15 Candles. candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the words... No, the, the, only, the only sort of caveat to that is in the words of, I think... Kid's dad, I think it's Kid's dad in the Kinsley. seminal film House Party. House Party. In the words of his dad, "Don't you ever do a crime? Don't you ever do a crime? If you don't do a crime, you're all good." He's uh, that's quite a performance in that film. Oh, he is. I'll tell you something. Let's get let's get into. You this. love a bit of that. Don't let's you? go deep into this. I'll tell you right now. If you are of our age or older, you'll know what House Party is. If you're not, it's a comedy movie. 
um, featuring rappers and comedians Kid and Play. Uh, this is House Party I'm talking about, which uh, is about a house party mm. where they try and get involved and have a bit of fun, but they don't want their parents to find out. And it is a absolutely romp. brilliant. It's it's so good. It's like it a teenage so animal house. It's a nineteen ninety film, mm. and the guy who steals the show is um is plays kid. I'm pretty sure it is kid. Kid's dad. Mm. Um, and he sadly he died. He's called Robin Harris. Died not that long ago. Really. No, he died very young. What? He died almost straight after House Party. Oh, I'm just looking up now. He died in nineteen ninety. Um, and he plays this cynical, world-weary, very funny mm. uh, dad who's basically trying to track down the kids because they're having a house party. <laughs> and one of the first things he does when he walks into the house, because he finds the house, obviously, mm. one of the first things he does when he walks into the house is that quote. He mm. sees a kid with jerry curls and he's got a load of gel in his hair. Yeah. Like the the, um, the gel cut stuff they used to use for jerry curl hair. Like the hair oil. Hair oil. And he just looks up at him and goes, hmm. Maddenon, you've been here. I've seen the drippers in the driveway. <laughs> he goes, don't you ever do a crown. Police ain't got no problem finding you. All they got to do is follow the drip. Don't you ever do a crown. Right? And that's where it comes from. Wonderful. So, the way that relates to my wife's new visa is that she cannot ever do a crime. She cannot ever do crime. Yeah. What? So she cannot even do like a little crime, like um, stealing a DVD from a post office. I don't think we're ever going to test that. Come no, on. Listen, especially not a DVD, got no means of playing it. So there'd be absolutely no point. <laughs> no, it could be a uh, DVD ROM. Uh, it could be like a crossword game for a PC. Have you still got a collection of DVDs? Mm, no. I do have some Blu-rays, uh, some HD Blu-rays. Blue movies. I bought I bought a HD Blue movie player um, to watch Goodfellas. And, I actually bought it for the new Blade Runner. Right. I've still not watched it on it, though. Would you like to have been there? When not when, I understand, when the blades were run. I understand it was tragic and people lost their jobs, and I'm not glorying in that. But it is a fascinating aspect of modern society. What happened to Blockbuster? Right. Would you like to have been there when they realised? Because it happened like that. What do you mean? As in, like, well, it just went out straight away. For all mm. of us, at one minute, you, in my mind, one minute you, you're renting out VHSs to teenagers having sleepovers. Mm. Next minute, you are literally obsolete. I enjoyed that little burpee, did that little? So, did you hear it? It's a little gurgle. It's because I just drank some water. Getting excited. I'm doing all the heavy lifting. That's why. <laughs> would you not? Would you not? Do you not find it a fascinating situation? Well, it's, it's, how quick life can move on. The business world can can develop. And stuff. Yeah, but you always sort of see those kind of businesses, and, and most businesses, to be honest, they're, they're they're very slow to change their business model. Massively slow. Yeah. Like when Netflix started, that was like um, that was a DVD, that was a lot of DVDs yeah. by post, wasn't it? My dad was bagging at them because he he'd st- he'd copy them. My dad's got a ridiculous <laughs> collection of DVDs. He, just, he was just, just constantly them. copy. That's uh, literally DVDs. that's literally a crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's called Stuart. He it was for home oh. use. He's not selling them on the market or anything. Going around the pubs. I mean, have you checked that? Well, <laughs> he's in the pub quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> did they ever tell you the story about the guy who tried to sell me a massive deli block sized che- uh, block of cheese? I believe you pub? did, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I won't get into that. And then yeah. I went into my cheesecake story where I tried to use halloumi to make cheesecake. My dad is down yeah. in London for one night only. Get, get him in. Get your tickets. Uh, Larry, Big down. Larry came in. Bring, bring Stewie in. Bring Stewie in, yeah. Hey, can't walk that far. That, that walk from Highbury is awesome. Get it's him a, a pain. cab. It's a get, pain. It, get him a Uber. I am genuinely thinking about getting one of those little scooters and scoot myself. Has he got bad too. knees? Yeah, his knees are fucked. He's had like three operations on one knee. He's, it, and he had that sort of situation where he didn't want... He's, he's full of crap, my dad. But he he, um, he uh, had a situation where he wouldn't get himself a walking stick because that felt more permanent than the crutch he held he had. Right, I see. Um, that makes so, sense. And I said, yeah, with dad... You look like 
you've just had it. So people are just going to be constantly saying, what's wrong with your leg? Because you've got these grey, joyless crutch. So it looks like you just come out of hospital. Yeah, so I got him like a like a, like a, a, a fancy crutch. Did you get him a John Hammond? A, was was it, it John Hammond? With the amber, with the mosquito on the top. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, uh, I went to, so now he's kind of um, made peace with the fact that he's going to have a walking stick um, for the rest of his life. Um, I went into that posh walking stick shop in New Oxford Street. Oh, that's nice. And uh, bought him a nice one. But there are some fancy, fan- like duck heads and like you say, like big old orbs. Oh, I'll be straight down there. If I oh, man. Straight down there, yeah. Proper pimpkins going on. Yeah. Beautiful. What, but you, describe the one you got I got him a very, uh, a very simple, ornate one. But it was, yeah, it was, it was quite simplistic. And, uh, was, that, was that for Christmas? Understated. Did, yeah. he, did he like it? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Oh, that's it nice. was a, uh, a heartwarming yeah, story. Yeah, I chop it down, but uh, make it a bit shorter because he's a little little book. So. Did he make Did he make a copy of it? What? Did he make a copy of it? What his collection. <laughs> just pirate it. Just pirates everything he gets his hands on. Take it back. Nice. Oh dear. Good stuff. So what are we talk about? So you don't find that sort of a fascinating sort of. Um... Well, what is the story? The, um, the technology moves on and, and nobody moves on with it. Oh, there's like an absolutely ridiculous um, stat. I've, I haven't got it in front of me, but it's like the, the market value of the company. Was just wiped in about six months. Mm. It's, it's the same as um, I want to say it's the same as a couple of camera companies, maybe. Right. Who all Refused of a sudden to go digital? Well, just film to digital bang happened. Right. All of a sudden, literally overnight, no one's buying digital film. Uh, buying film cameras mm. and films anymore. Mm. And that and and that's and that's that. I, I wonder what's going to happen to podcast. To be honest, <laughs> my mate's uh, dad. Uh, sorry, my mate's. Friend's dad uh, sadly passed away. Uh, he was a big photographer, as is my mate. Uh, the mate, mate the, the daughter of the uh, dad had sadly passed away, um, had all his camera equipment and basically said, look, do you want this stuff? And and said, I've, one of the one of the pieces, one of the cameras is a Leica. Obviously, Leica, you know, wow, each amazing. piece is like, you know, three or four grand. It's beautiful cameras, market leaders, uh, really understated, classy pieces of work. Um, uh, and he went, oh, look, I, that's going to be expensive. Don't give it to me. Sell yeah. it on eBay. It's going to be worth a lot. She goes, no, I insist. I insist. And he was like, a little bit secretly excited that he was going to get a Leica. Uh, what turned up was, it was a Leica, but it was Leica's first digital camera. Uh, so it was, just, it was the first digital version of their camera. He's never used so it was a piece. Of, so it was a piece of shit. It was a piece of <laughs> It was, uh, you know, two megapixels kind of, you know, still beautifully put together with all the kind of trappings of a of a premium product. Would have been about three or four grand back then, but it's literally worth a couple of hundred quid. So. Nothing you can do with it. Now you can do with it, mate. Well, he's probably not even bothered using it. He's probably not even bothered using it. Um, I've got a, another Taskmaster update from my friend. Okay. I've got another task through. Task number three, before task number two is even sorted. Yeah, did you, have you not even found out that you're no. a horrific slaughter of uh, millions of crickets? It could have all been to, uh, in vain. Yeah. I don't know yet, but what I do know is I've been given, I got another one through, task number three. Yeah. Um, and I got a £10 note in the post. Are you going to join a gang? Is this initiation stuff? Yeah. <laughs> £10 note in the post, I've got to convince a tattooist to tattoo my face. No, £10 note in the post, mm. just simply saying, turn this into as much money as possible ah. by the last day of March. Right, okay. What would you do? I'd lie and just give them £1,000. <laughs> no, you've got to do a paper trail. Uh, uh, I was thinking I'd, pay, like, I'd pay a forger. Do you know what, if I had more time, can you still do that thing on eBay where you pay like a tenner for a massive box of like DVDs or books or something? And you could sort through them all and then try and sell them in the Well, I guess so, yeah. But I mean, I a lot mean, of work, did, well, yeah, a lot of work for a month, yeah. I think I'll probably just put it on, put it on a football game. <laughs> have, a, have a bet. <laughs> yeah. 
So I would have turned that into zero pounds. <laughs> and that's the best bet this week <laughs> yeah. with Luke um, Let's have a little break. Oh. Uh, we've got loads of emails to get oh, through because break, you know what boring. I've realised over the last couple of um, shows mm. we've been wittering on so much that we haven't actually got through hardly any emails apart from the guy whose who dad used to dunk him in cold water and from my point of view the guy who um, got annoyed with you for confusing Dublin Zoo with Belfast Zoo mm. um, and you've done a couple but we haven't got through hardly any so we need to get through them so let's take a break early get away from here come back and uh, read through some emails Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. You're probably wondering why I'm in a cold, dark room repeatedly spilling molasses. The molasses against the classes. All we need is a reason. 
the excellent Radiohead. <laughs> that was supposed to be a return to form for uh, Manix. Manix. Yeah, yeah. We always hear it's going to come, but it never comes, does it? I've got no, I've got no interest in what they've got to say these first days. Three, first three albums, excellent. I used to really love um, Everything Must Go. I used to yeah, love um, that was where they were definitely. What's the one with uh, motorcycle emptiness on it? First one. It's called Generation Terrorist. Yes. Yeah, and the one after that's the Holy Bible. No, God against Souls in the middle of that. Holy Bible's the first one then. No, uh, Generation Terrorist first. Holy Bible second. Mega twenty track album. Then it's uh, Gold Against the Soul. Then it's the Holy Bible. Oh right, I quite like the Holy Bible anyway. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. That's their best album. Um, don't get in touch again, religious don't people. Me. <laughs> it's just the album's called the Holy Bible. Revol. Revol. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going with that? Are you? Nat West. Nat West Park is Midlands Lloyd's. Dun, dun, Black Horse Apocalypse Death personified a credit It's impossible to talk about the Mount Street Preachers these days Without that, me belting a without track feeling, out Like Alan Partridge Why? Because their politics were quite juvenile Um, Not really they were are, you very... part that, are you part of that breakaway uh, new political party, Pete? What's this? Last week a, um, a, a bunch of Labour MPs broke away to form an independent new party Right, okay, yeah are you interested or how's not? That, how's that going to go? Well, you're a card-carrying Labour member, are you not? Well, I'd, I'd have to throw my card away. Yeah. And, and to be honest, the my wallet is one of those ones that affixes to the back of my phone. Uh, and if I ever take out just one card, uh, the rest start falling out. Because oh, right. it, it reduces the, uh, the the structural integrity of the actual wallet. So What you need to do is head to some trouble. sort of um, uh, provincial travel lodge. Mm-hmm. I'm led to believe travel lodges now have a business floor okay. for quiet sleeping for people who are there on business. Okay. Head up to that floor, meet someone, get one of their business cards, mm. transpose, sort of transfer that into your wallet. And replace it with the Labour card. Get your Labour card out of there. Well, maybe this new party... Will then have... you can join Chuck at a Munna. These... <laughs> has he actually left yet? Yeah, he's he done it... one. Has he done one? Yeah, I've got one of those Insure and Go cards as well. Insure and Go card? Annual travel insurance. Yeah, uh, HSBC debit card, uh, yeah. Amex, British Airways, um, my uh, completely clear um, card for my uh, absolute radio, uh, Discovery Channel, Pete Donaldson, look how pleased I look on the uh, picture. You look about 18. Mm. Um, and you look weird, again weirdly you look like Hitler's ago. son yeah <laughs> uh, Hitler's son sounds like a manic song yeah, uh, <laughs> it does doesn't it a Monzo Mastercard oh you got a Monzo I got a Monzo uh, Ed Bab uh, a man who saw me in the street and gave me his business card Ed Bab artist Bab. good uh, he's got a good portfolio I recommend him what's, Ed his, Bab. what's his website his website is edbab.com yeah <laughs> as in Phil Bab but Ed yeah and also my provisional driving licence your provisional driving license, which you've had, according to this, since 2013. Mm. It's good, though, because you, you, it's just a cheap way of doing ID. You don't Take your test, you absolute layabout. There's a lot of cocaine on these cards. I'm joking. I don't um, know why we're doing that, but um, we were going to do emails. This card got me within f- about 15 minutes, not even that, without fi- in about five minutes of going to a gun range in Amarillo, Texas, um, I was shooting a revolver, thanks to this card that literally anyone can get in the UK. Yeah, I can. Incredible. Listen, they don't mind about that in Texas, mate. They do things differently down there. Yeehaw! Um, hello I'm Luke... going to shoot me some paper. Hello at LukeandPeach.com. Bust me a couple slugs. Hello, it, Luke... There was a Korean bloke who um, didn't speak any, or didn't speak much English, but he came over to the bloke who was showing us how to shoot a gun. And he went, uh, I shot the, I shot clip. And he shoot, and he'd shot the clip that um, holds the paper up. Yeah. 
And right. the only advice from the man in the thing, he, this guy had a high-powered fucking rifle. It was incredible. Yeah. A uh, piece of machinery. Right. Uh, and the block went, uh, the block who's advising us just said to the man, don't shoot the clip. And that was his only advice. Right. Uh, what happened when he then, shot it? Shrapnel everywhere. It went ping. Ping! It ruined, a, it ruined a perfectly good clip, quite frankly. Yeah, but the bullet could have gone anywhere, Yeah, right? he said... Uh, the, 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 when the bullet goes through the paper, where does it end up? Well, it's in... Uh, at the end, it's kind of like a... The actual sound dynamics in it is actually quite interesting if you shout it down it. Like, stop shooting! Um, it kind of all goes into a point. It goes into like a um, uh, like a triangle sort of thing. So any bullet that goes, it can ever sort of... It's only ever going to ricochet down or up. Oh, right. It's not going to ricochet back at you. I've got you, okay. Right fine. back at you. Um, hello at lucanpicture.com for the emails, as we always say. Um, Ryan's got in touch. And Yo, I'm, Ryan. I'm going to put this... Do you remember that a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about people who wear plight notice high-vis vests? Yes. I'm going to put it to bed. Because Ryan is about to finish a discussion for us. Okay. He says, Hi, gents. Just to weigh in on the high-vis vest discussion. After spending some time abroad in my early 20s, I came back to the UK. Via the, the high-vis vest. As I was undecided on what to do next, I got a job at a local call centre to put a few pennies in the bank. Mm. We were the contact centre for magazine subscriptions to a couple of hundred pretty well-known titles. It wasn't the worst job in the world. At the time, I believe asbestos removal was still being carried out. In all seriousness, it was okay. You go through the motions till the shift was finished. Now I've set the scene. One day I got the nod, got the call up to step up from incoming calls and be part of the team whose special job it was to contact customers of a particular horse riding magazine who were to receive a special gift when subscribing for 12 months. That said gift, a high-vis jacket with the polite notice on it, um was being discontinued. We had to con- contact these customers so the vests were no longer being sent and the replacement gift of greater or the same value would be sent <laughs> instead. This was due to it being confused with that of an actual police officer, mm. which to me was entirely the point. Yeah. He said a good 95% were furious at the news, which confirms they only wanted them to look like they were on police horses, the crafty bastards. That would be late 2012, early 2013. So I'd imagine any knocking around now are ones which have slipped through the net. Keep up the good work, Ryan. That is the end of that. No, it's not. Why? Because, Ryan, I googled them. I searched on Amazon for these stupid still find tabards. Them. You can still find yeah, them. Yeah, I bet. Equisafety is the company who seems to be selling them on Amazon. Um, I mean, this is a subculture I never thought we'd be talking about or even existed. Is it a subculture? Well, it's, it's, it's a subculture of twattery, yes. Um, <laughs> And I've said You'll before, decide. I mean, and I've said before, I'm trying to reduce the uh, use of uh, that word and yeah. the c word. But you're uh, failing, aren't you? Failing yeah. massively. You're failing. You can. Um, it's um, yeah. It's like uh, it's it's terrible. But there's also ones in pink, which I quite like for right. the ladies. Um, and it's but that doesn't make you look like a police officer. The whole idea that you would wear that is wearing a high refractive uh, jacket that makes it look like you're a policeman or policewoman. Yeah. But they've got pink ones, which is just stupid. Yeah, you know, pink. True. Pink reflective. Well, I've never seen. I've never seen one of those in the wild. So, no, Ryan. That uh, it may well be that the company you work for have stopped sending them, but clearly they are still available. I mean, still you can buy available. anything on the internet these days. Pete spends most of his time on the dark web buying um, uh, Moroccan black heroin. <laughs> Don't you, Pete? Do they sell it? In, is, is Moroccan black heroin? Because Morocco's a bit of a tourist de- destination. Isn't it? It's like I believe it's a form of heroin. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like I was just oh. saying that, that. Like it's it's quite a, a northern part of the world to be creating some hardcore heroin. Oh, I believe most most heroin comes from Afghanistan, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know if Moroccan black is just a, a nickname or uh, something. I don't know. I don't know if it actually yeah, comes from Morocco. I'm not a heroin they, expert. Where they put, 
<laughs> you don't look like it either. <laughs> um, <laughs> another fat joke. Yeah. He's not fat. Mm. Uh, Lewis! <laughs> Hi, guys. First time listening, a long time emailer here. I'm uh, emailing in regards to your request for tragic consequences of pulling a sickie. My story relates to an incident in the May of 2016. Chelsea were playing Spurs in a game that could seal me the, seal the title for my team, Leicester. Me and my friends watched the game in our hometown of uh, Melton Mowbray, a few miles outside of Leicester, uh, as I am aware. How as- the pork pie? Correct. Delicious. It's where I used to do work in a sandwich factory, uh, which wasn't fun. Uh, As I'm sure you remember, Spurs went two goals up and looked set to delay our title win. That was until Eden Hazard uh, curled in an absolute beauty late on which sent the whole of the town into meltdown. I remember it well. Eric Dyer was on a mission to get sent off, yeah. Uh, the story gets more interesting when I reveal the fact that the Leicester striker uh, Jimmy Vardy lived not half a mile from the pub that we were celebrating in. In mind of my friend's wisdom, we decided it would be a good idea to buy an unholy amount of booze. He actually says a holy amount of booze from the local shop uh, and make the short journey to Vardy's house. Unsurprisingly, most of the other, other other residents of the town had the same idea. I haven't mentioned yet the fact that uh, at the time I worked in the uh, local high school as a pastoral worker. So when I arrived at Jimmy Vardy's house, I was shocked to see around 100 or so of the kids I work with on a daily basis at this time I didn't give it a second thought and carried on the party looking back this is a horrendous thing to do but at the time I was 19 years of age and I just watched my boyhood club win the Premier League so the night progressed and we ended up heading into the city to carry on the party around 12.30am and on the way I rang the school's office and uh, left a message explaining I would not be in the next day as I had the flu this is not going to work well no it's not not, really not on a day like that Uh, I got home around 7am the next day and thought nothing of going to bed and sleeping for the day Uh, that was around until 9.30 when I was awoken by a very angry head teacher demanding that I went into work for an emergency meeting. Safe to say, they didn't believe my flu story and I was dismissed on the spot. Huh. As I left the school, however, hundreds of prepubescent teenagers were singing my name and I have no regrets and would do it all over again. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the emails very long, but I couldn't help but tell the tale. Yeah, it was never going to end well, that. No, it was obviously going to be, uh, yeah. Mm. I think when I was younger, I was definitely a lot more blase about jobs and stuff, and I used to quit jobs all the time. I very <laughs> and much I was, used to do I things that would probably get me sacked if I got caught as well. So I understand <laughs> the uh, the methodology there. And mm. p- besides, if you support a team like Leicester, I mean, how often are they going to win the Premier League? They're, they're probably, exactly. They're probably never going to do it again. Mm. So um, it'll probably be called something else by the time they do it again. It ended up as a great story on the Luke and Pete show. So all's well that ends well. Yeah, baby. Um, what about this from? Um, Josh on fears and phobias. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we said, uh, how, "How have you got over your fears and your phobias? What's mm. what's what's been the methodology for getting over them?" And Josh has been in touch saying, "I've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, but I never had a reason to email in. Now, however, with the topic of overcoming phobias, I have a story for you. Since I was young, I had a fear of mannequins." Right. I've seen, I've seen this email and it's an interesting way to spell mannequins. <laughs> Very much so. So Josh spells it M-A-N-A-K-I-N-S, mm. which is sort of, I guess, the phonetic way of spelling it. So we'll, mm. give, we'll give him uh, the benefit of the doubt. Um, can you get on board with someone being... I, mean, I understand a phobia is an irrational fear, mm. but can you empathise with someone who's a phobic of mannequins? Faceless, sexless, um, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, they're not right, are they? Especially the ones sometimes you see where they've got heads that they're like screaming. Sometimes they're, they're like coloured in faces. Their like, arms are going, missing. Ah! Sometimes their arms are missing or something. Yeah, they? heads um, when, when they have heads. Um, H and M. I first saw it in Osaka, uh, Japan. Um, the ones in H and M for a couple of years had kind of Lana Del Rey 
style um, eyelashes, like really low oh, down on right. the face, like yeah, okay. almost at kind of cheek level. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit spooky. Anyway, so Josh agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, fear comes from a, came from a day in the shopping centre with his mum. Uh, he says, when some knobhead teenagers were messing about near a mannequin and they knocked the mannequin over and it hit me on the way down. <laughs> I totally freaked out, ran out of the shop and begged my mum to go home. For at least 10 years, I would never go clothes shopping and I would rely on my mum to buy all my clothes for me. Um, so when I met my girlfriend, I was scared. If I told her about my fear, she would be totally weirded out and not want anything to do with me. So I put my fear to one side and we had a date at the same shopping in- uh, centre as the incident. Mm. I then realised how much worse mannequins have got when many sh- shops now putting makeup on them. As you've described, Peter. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to tell my girlfriend about my fear as I couldn't go into the shop. She then treated my fear by kissing me. Aww. And we had our first kiss. And somehow this would go a little way of curing my fear as I now associate mannequins with a feeling of having my first kiss. I hope this provides you with a good story for the show. All the best, Josh. What a heartwarming tale. Uh, is it heartwarming? I think it's lovely. Let's make this a threesome, baby. Oh, imagine that. Grab that one. In the middle of the kiss, the mannequin fell on them again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he was kissing like a... A, a mannequin. A, a cold, tough, hard mannequin. mannequin's head. Yeah. Sorry about that, Josh, if you're that's still what, listening. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I thought it was quite a nice tale. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of the spookiness could have been... If they're our age, they might remember the film Mannequin with yeah. uh, Kim... Police Academy, Sex and the City. Cattrall. Cattrall, thank you. Um, <laughs> she was the mannequin what came to life and did stuff I can't remember. 1987. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quick one about uh, about um, feigning illness. Just a quick one. Yeah, go for it. Um, Crisp Andy. I oh, Crisp haven't. Andy's back in touch. He's the guy didn't has never eaten a crisp. He's, has he said he still hasn't eaten He one? says I still haven't eaten Come one. in. Eat a crisp. Come in and eat a crisp on the show. Grow up, crisp. We don't even let people eat in the studio, but we'll make an exception for Crisp Andy. <laughs> Gentlemen. Oh, apart from we had those Kit Kats that time and that space food. I don't like hearing people eat things on... on I think you've got to see them before you... Oh, when, I, when I'm on TalkSport producer, he goes absolutely mad if there's any food in the studio. Oh, really? Yeah, what? he hates it. Why? He just hates... Bad. Yeah. It's really unprofessional. Has he had talk spot? Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> hope you're well. Uh, with reference to the chat about pulling a sick day, uh, it reminds me of a story my old boss told me about her mate. A few years ago, Scotland were playing in a qualifier in Glasgow. Said mate had attended the match and enjoyed a few beers. Safe to say, he didn't feel well the next day and called in sick. When he came back into work the following day, his manager asked if he'd uh, went to the football or if being ill stopped him. He said he didn't go to the football. Oh, that's strange, said the boss. Then who's this? The boss whipped out the morning paper, which had a picture of the guy in his Scotland top spewing outside the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so he was ill. Te- I told you I was Tenley. ill. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point, actually. Yeah. He's not no clean in the football. No. He's outside. I had no clean clothes, so I put my Scotland shirt on. <laughs> I, was, I happened to be going for a bit of fresh air because I felt ill. I was going to pick up some Tixie Licks. And sadly, I, was, I puked everywhere. Yeah. And it happened to be on the front of a newspaper. Get out of that easy. Apparently, he kept his job, but it did result in a strike. I mean, I presume it's not a strike where you don't go to work. A strike as in on your personal record, they give you a... Oh, yeah. A few yeah, more of them, mate. Been that, yeah. A few more vomits I don't, I don't think park. you're going to be able to rabble-rouse the, uh, <laughs> the assembled masses... All we want is the all we want is a see, see the means of production because someone got pissed, they went to the game and puked over and got caught. I, to me, that's not a balancing issue. So that cannot mean that kind of strike. Oh, wonderful! Enjoy that, Crisp Andy. Cheers, Crisp Andy. Get yeah. a crisp down you. Get a crisp maybe down you. Maybe start mate. You're off. Away sunshine. Maybe start off with a maize-based snack. Try a Pringle. Yeah. They're not technically crisps, I can't Luke. Reformed potato snack. Luke Gatekeeper Moore. Stop that. Stop. Listen, there's one thing I know, it's fucking crisps, all right? Uh, let's get out of here, Pete. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, if you guys have made it to the end, thank you very much for listening. Stay and in school. 
Stay in school, eat your crisps. Mm. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Please also leave us a review on iTunes, a positive one, a nice one, because I've got to spend a couple of hours a week in the studio with Pete Donson, and it would be nice to get a bit of uh, encouragement and a bit of a... Uh, what are you looking at me like that for? I'm just frowning. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's just your face. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. So thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you again next time. We'll see you on Monday for March. March's first show. Can you believe it? Libraries gave us power. You love us. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.